Hello and welcome to another 6-1 Indie Conversation. My name is Mike Townjo. I am joined by Kyle Stevenson. Kyle, hello. Hello. You'll be referred to my Kyle during this conversation because <laughs> today we are joined by the creator of Emily is Away, Kyle Seeley. Kyle, hello. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Launch weekend, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're very relaxed and chill. Not stressed. Not at stressed all. at all. No. Not <laughs> constantly looking at Steam reviews. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely like, you know, once it's done, you just walk away and you're good, right? You never look oh, back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just never look back. That's it. That's like the biggest lie, too, because people think that and then they release and then they're like, oh, there's even more work now. It's like, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, first and foremost, congrats. Absolutely. Thank you. Emily Emily is away three. Is it like, is it called Emily's away three? I know it's Emily's away That's, how, that's how I say it. Yeah. Okay. Very, you're very cute with the names, by the way. Let's just get that out Thank of the way. Going cute. with the uh, Fast and Furious naming convention, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just doesn't make any sense. Does this make this one Tokyo Drift of the Emily is Away series? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, good. <laughs> that works. Well, no, technically, and I'm, I'm taking from a screen cap because I played last night. Technically, Tokyo Drift is what? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Emily is Away, Tokyo Drift or No Escape is uh, seven. Yeah. So we have a little bit to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into stuff like that, Kyle, other Kyle, not my Kyle, <laughs> please introduce yourself. What is Emily's Away? Give us the whole elevator pitch on Kyle Seeley. Uh, I'm Kyle Seeley. Uh, I make a game a game series called Emily's Away, uh, which are like interactive narratives set in old school social media. So my recent one, Emily's Away 3, just came out this weekend, which is uh, set on old school Facebook in like 2008. Um, you talk to characters, you post on their walls, it's an interactive branching story, and you kind of determine the outcome of your senior year. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were actually doing some uh, digging into you a little bit, because Emily Was Away not, is not your first video game, of course, uh, looking into like your past a little bit. I didn't realize like you made like this really rad looking horror game called No Escape. Oh, it's so Hill bad. Cemetery. <laughs> oh, no. no I, I mean, we were looking into it. I, like, I was looking at the gameplay. I was like, oh, I told my Kyle. I was like, shit, I, like after this conversation, I kind of want to play it. It's super cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really fun. It was like a student project. Um, so uh, is Emily Away like your first, like, do you consider it like your first like big project? Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Kinda like, that's kind of like how you broke out in a way. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 No Escape was cool. It was like a student horror game. Markiplier ended up actually playing it. So that was kind of cool. Hell yeah. That's sweet. Being that it was like this tiny little game we made in like a month. Um, but yeah, I would not recommend anybody look that up or check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Usually that doesn't help when you give that preamble. <laughs> What's it like uh, making things with like uh, either a relatively small group, like one or two of you, or I, I'm assuming you made Emily's way by yourself. It's yeah. Yeah. That whole series is me solo. Yeah. How, what's that like doing a game all by yourself? Um, it can be, it's, it's both challenging and fun, right? Cause, um, if I get stuck on like writing or if I get stuck on programming, I can always switch gears to like art or something else. Mm -hmm. Um, so you get to wear a lot of hats and that's super fun. But the other side of that is you have to do everything in the game. So yeah, yeah. like, you know, yeah. if you're like, oh, this part isn't working, well, that's, you got to fix that. You know, uh, the art looks bad. Well, now you got to get better at art. So, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but I, I really enjoy it. Nice. Especially yeah. for like more personal projects. Cause you can really like, you know, find your own voice in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of have like more of a ownership to it, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like me with a musical projects. So I'm, I tell everybody I'm in an imaginary band because I just play <laughs> all the instruments. <laughs> So yeah, yeah that's I, awesome. like it's it's pressure like it's a lot of pressure but and it's exhausting but it's like rewarding in a sense um so yeah emily's away is a series that takes place on like old like nostalgia social media stuff emily's away one on aim emily away two i it's been a while since i played it is that myspace still aim but like it's, still it's like aim. aim with multiple chats and stuff yes okay and then obviously emily's away, emily's away three on old school facebook which yep. god damn it's too close to home <laughs> especially in high school and stuff um why did you go with facebook other than myspace i feel like myspace was a nice transition would have been an, a good call as well yeah i've actually i've seen this debate a lot actually yeah i'm just curious players who, who wanted myspace instead uh, and the real reason is just that i i don't have a personal connection to myspace as much as i do Fair. for facebook um i graduated high school in 2010 so facebook started coming out in like 2008 
um, when I was like a sophomore, I guess. Uh, and so that's kind of where all my friends were. MySpace before that was like when I was in middle school and like looking up bands and being like a little shit online. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't really have like personal connections there, you know? Fair. Yeah. I mean, even personally, I think Facebook feels more high school. Also, I think, I, yeah, MySpace was more like eighth grade ish for me, probably. So that makes sense. Also, I, I feel like MySpace would have ripped our hearts out even more with seeing if we were making an Emily's top eight or whatever, like oh, constantly God. checking. <laughs> yeah, top friends. Oh, boy. It was bad enough, looking at the, bad enough looking at the wall yeah. updating every <laughs> once in a while. It's like, oh, God, what's next? Yeah. Um, so you, the title of this game is Emily's Away, but a big thing of this game is that you have two sort of protagonists in a way, Emily and Evelyn. Being a little emo boy myself, I always go with e- Evelyn. <laughs> um, of course. You, and I think my Kyle in this playthrough, at least uh, my Kyle, did you always go with Emily? Yeah, I always went with Emily. Emily seemed like my kind of girl. And, a more uh, safer choice. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and full full disclosure, I only played up to uh, chapter one of Emily's Way Three. So uh, when we when you're going through these two in in this game, and you're given a choice, either go to like a all night rager at Evelyn's house with drinking alcohol or like a bonfire. I'm always going bonfire barbecue. It's <laughs> a safe choice. Stuff, yeah. Absolutely. Fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's super chill. Um, what is like, what's the background of these characters? Like, how do you develop these characters? Are these based on like personal experience, like some people, you know, or are you kind of just like creating them from the ground up? Yeah. So like every character in the game is definitely based on real people in my life, but it's not like a one-to-one kind of thing. Right. Um, most of the characters in the game are Frankensteins of people I've known or people, my friends have known. And most of the situations that take place in the games are personal situations I've been through or situations I've been tangentially related to. Um, and so in that way, it, it makes writing for them like really easy, right? Cause you're just kind of like, what would this person say that I know? And then you just type that in and you keep going. Um, but yeah, most of the characters are like based on Frankenstein's of real people. And uh, I, I think it's yeah good that way because then you can really feel like they're real people. They don't feel like caricatures. Right. Um, which is definitely something you want when you try to get people to fall in love with a fictional character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three times in a row. <laughs> I mean, yeah, something I, me and Kyle, Mike Kyle were talking about um, before you hopped on. I know. I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, is that I can't believe how grounded this game feels. And like even playing last night, I can't believe once again, I just feel like I'm in 2008 talking to a girl I like. And I really, really want to become her boyfriend. I'm like really anticipating her her responses to my questions. And I texted Kyle, my Kyle, after uh, <laughs> after finishing last night at like three thirty in the morning, whatever. I was like, I can't believe that this game, and it's the only game that could, or any only medium, like entertainment medium, that could do this to me. I can't believe how much this game gives me a nervous stomachache. Like I'm actually like anticipating like a life altering decision <laughs> yeah and of course like everything in high school is like fucking groundbreaking and like earth <laughs> and it definitely feels that way and, I, and like it doesn't feel like you're playing a video game it doesn't feel like i'm playing i'm talking to an ai or like pre-scripted things it feels so genuine especially in my case when i go with evelyn where she's talking about going to warp tour and talking about the census fail show we went to over the weekend and all this and like show me her favorite against me song which Oddly enough, I like last week I was on a big against me kick, so I hit even <laughs> harder home for me. Hell yeah! Even well, though, yeah, like, thank you. Thank, thanks for saying that. I mean, no, that's yeah, definitely it's, the it's goal. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had I had a, a similar kind of experience playing today where I had a huge smile on my face and I was like tearing up because it it instantly brought me back to the times like yeah, that's what I did, and then to think of such a simpler time where all you had to worry about is like where you're going to go and hang out or what you're doing in college, deciding what kind of college is. And especially with the year we've all had. So yeah. Yeah. That's a big part too, is like the the pandemic going on. It's, it's a really nice escape. I think for a lot of people. Absolutely. Yeah. What, uh, it's good. Kyle. I was, what, uh, (laughs) what, uh, how long did it take you to get that feeling of like nostalgia? Like what did you choose to include in the game as far as like, pop culture references and music movies and whatnot. I, I think it really is just informed by my own memories of the the time period and stuff. So like, I really wanted to include stuff that 
had personal meaning to to me. Um, so bands like like Census Failing Against Me, or um, maybe that's different aspects of Facebook that don't exist anymore, like the note surveys or mm-hmm. those like third party compatibility apps that we all took. Um, it's really just informed by that. Um, and it's kind of it's it's easy because when you're in that interface, so like when I'm working and I'm looking at Facebook and I'm listening to like 2008 music and stuff, it just takes me right back to that time. And I kind of just let that flow um, from my own memories and my own experiences of like what to highlight and stuff. But there's also a lot of research that goes into it because some of this stuff is fairly forgettable. And that's also kind of the funny thing. Yeah. Like the ads on the sidebar for like the Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk movie came out in 2008. Yeah. And like I did not remember that movie at all. Yeah. So like you dropped the, you dropped the happening reference during one of the conversations. Like, yeah, Holy crap. <laughs> and shout out to you for remembering Hotel for Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a shock watching that trailer last yeah. night, like two <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I love and including the trailers is super funny too because you watch those and you're just like, wait, that person was in this movie? Like, I don't like Phil from Modern <laughs> yeah. Family is in The Incredible yep. Hulk, and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, I want to give a huge shout out to you, Kyle, uh, for whenever you are at PAX, and this is strictly for people who who have been to PAX before. You have the best booth for Emily. Oh my God, Yeah, and I think that is like the ideal way to play this game. I mean, of course, it's great wherever, but like being surrounded by you make you make your PlayStation look like what my room looked like with like lights and, and postcards and, and posters and stuff all over. It it stands out so well. So I want to give you a shout out. To Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely that's like super fun. I love doing this stuff like that. Like, you know, ordering CRT monitors or yeah. <laughs> getting these like, you know, uh, Facebook uh, picture frames, you know, Um and setting up the station, that's, like, one of my favorite things to do. Because, like, I really just love watching people play the game. So, like, anytime I can show people the game is, like, that's, like, I'm yeah. in heaven. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What do you do with all that CRTV stuff? Do you use them now in your house? No, I just use them for, like, social media stuff. Oh, okay. So they're, like, in a corner right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so going back to, like, kind of, like, you know, the choice between Facebook versus MySpace and, like, kind of how you built Facebook. And so that's what the platform in this game is called. Um, I love the choice. And I don't think you did this with one and two, just because aim is aim. Like we remember aim, how it is. It didn't really evolve. I love the choice as a slight spoiler. Not really this, that this game opens up with like the modern look of Facebook, just to kind of like show you like, Oh, this is what Facebook is now. But like, let's, let's strip all that away. And like, no, yeah. here, here's how it was. And that's like my biggest concern going into this is like, Oh, like I use Facebook every day. Like, I don't know if this is like going to really hit that nostalgia feel, but that choice really brings you back 15 years or whatever i mean was that kind of the goal of doing kind of like the sort of flashbacky kind of thing yeah absolutely i mean because like what you're saying with my previous two games emily's way one and emily's way two it's they're they're based on aol instant messenger and um that's obviously a technology a, a platform that's gone now right that's dead yeah the servers are dead um and it kind of hit its peak in 2008 and then they didn't really add any new features to it until it died um, whereas in contrast, you have Facebook, which is still around today, but it's a much different thing today, right? And so that intro segment is, is to kind of highlight those differences and be like, we're going to talk about Facebook and features and, and how it it really affected me as a as a teenager. But I also I want to be able to put modern Facebook on one side and old school Facebook on the other because I'm, I'm you know I'm worried because you know Facebook now is kind of terrible, right? Oh, yeah. Like especially if you're trying if you're a child on it you yeah. know like oh your, your parents are on it your grandparents are on it you got all these brands on it it's mm-hmm. not the same thing as it was and so that intro segment is to kind of separate those two like you said yeah it works brilliantly yeah. like that was like that was my only concern going in with the game and i was like afraid that i wasn't gonna hit me and like the nostalgia feels like one and two did but mm-hmm. like, right away yeah no I, yeah. I i love that the the users on that intro before you flash back to it face Facebook is <laughs> you're like your racist uncle posted like oh it should be illegal to yeah. eat meat or yeah yeah or the your your I think it's your mom or, or something that doesn't know how to use technology and just writing stuff on on the Facebook yeah, exactly emergency. exactly I love that it's such a great touch the one that hit me hard was uh, Aunt Karen thinking it was a private message I think yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. as uh, somebody whose mother's name is Karen uh, oh no heard <laughs> Karen her entire life it, that. 
that felt that immersed me right away. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. It was made for you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Speaking of uh, immersion, uh, when you to play this game, you do have you have to pick some choices uh, of how you're going to respond. But it's not like most narrative based games where you pick a choice and it just kind of auto does it right. You actually have to physically type on your keyboard for the message to go through. How early on did you decide that is the way you were going to make this game work and how to drive the narrative forward? Cause it's, it really makes you even more immersed than all this other like pop culture stuff and going to this fake version of YouTube, which we'll talk about in a second. Like. <laughs> yeah. It, um, honestly, it was a happy accident that, that feature, um, a shout out to Alex from Robot Loves Kitty, uh, that game studio. Uh, when I was working on the first Emily's Way as like a game jam game, um, it was just that. It was like you'd click the thing and it would auto type or whatever, and you just watch stuff happen. And when she was playing, she was like, I wish I could speed this up if I just like smacked on the keyboard or whatever. So I implemented that and it felt really good. Um, and it makes sense, right? Like that you would, it's for the immersion of typing and it's like almost like you're typing. Um, but yeah, it was just a happy accident, which I think most ga- good game design comes from. is just like random iterations. Yeah, happy accident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The ability yeah, to ta- hit the tab button and go back and forth between other options. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, that one's super, that, that's super needed too. Cause otherwise you didn't be moving the mouse cursor back and forth. It'd be very uh, tedious. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was telling uh, Mike Heil uh, <laughs> before the conversation started to get old. Um, <laughs> I think it was Emily's Away 2. At some point in the narrative, you're talking to Evelyn and Emily at, at the slight spoilers for 2. Go play 2 if you haven't played 2. <laughs> um, there's at some point in the narrative where you're talking to both of them simultaneously. And at, if you ignore one for too long, she gets pissed. Is, I think that's yeah. 2. Yep. And I remember like freaking the fuck out, tabbing back and forth. I got, I, I was playing at my former job uh, like i was like crashing there after like a long session or whatever it was again like i only played these games like four o'clock in the morning um (laughs) and just freaking out just trying not to piss off these women (laughs) and of course you like i think i'm assuming design wise it's impossible yeah it's impossible i got i got pretty damn far (laughs) um so i was like so ready last night to like get pulled into that kind of situation i didn't encounter it i don't know if it's in the game but i felt i felt very satisfied i was like okay everybody's at peace granted emily's a little pissed off at me but evelyn's at peace it's fine (laughs) we're good but i like again like uh, going back to the immersion like these feel like real people and like if you ignore a per like a a high school student for too long because we were all like angsty and impatient just like our emotions were all over the place we're gonna get pissed if you don't respond in like 15 seconds yeah especially because that that occurs in two at like a very heightened moment where the character is kind of divulging personal information to you so if you ignore them at that point they're like why am I talking to you? What the hell? <laughs> yeah. I think it's an important thing to point out also, and like I guess this is a question I have as well. Are the three games characters, because obviously Emily and Evelyn are in all three games, are they the same Emily and Evelyn? Because it feels like they're, each game is like sort of standalone. Yeah, so each... I feel like the way it kind of is, is it's like an anthology where yeah. um, there's the same characters, but there's a different narrative every time. It's like American Horror Story where you have the same actors, right. but they play a different narrative each season. Um, and that's kind of how I was trying to approach it because I really like the characters, Emily and Evelyn, and people get very attached to like, like you said, you always go for Emily or like you said, you always go for Evelyn. Um, and so I want to keep them around, um, but I want to be able to tell a narrative and have it end and then start a new one, you know? Yeah. And it works really well. And I and like, I like that you don't really change the characteristics of the characters. Like if you if you do play the first two games, like you kind of know what you're going to get into a little bit with like Absolutely. slight differences that do surprise. But like you already like I have had like go, like booting up the game. I had my mind set like I knew what I was, my plan was. I knew what I was going to. I was going to marry Evelyn. Like, <laughs> and like, yeah, I like that things don't change too much where like my, my whole plan is just like out the fucking window. It feels really rewarding for players who are coming back to the series for a third time. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the intention is, is to, for players to be able to kind of latch on to these different characters and kind of know what to expect when they're going in, but then to also find new and interesting narrative situations. Um, Cause you know, the uh, one thing that's really hard about sequels is that uh, sometimes the story is done and then they add another sequel and you're like, okay, what are we doing now? So mm-hmm. it's really nice to be able to kind of wipe the slate clean and start up again with a new story, but with these same characters that players have grown attached to. 
So yeah. the the obvious question here is, Kyle, are you an Evelyn person or an Emily person? Uh, I think I'm both. All right. I think I'm both that like works. pretty pretty equally, and I think the player base is actually pretty equally both, which is kind of cool if you look at the stats. They're like fifty percent, fifty percent. But yeah, they're they're both like different sides of my own personality that is attracted to both. I guess so. Nice. I do like at some point, and I believe it's in the first game, two games also, so it's not really a spoiler for three. But like, there is a slight like character shifts like towards like the climax of the game, where like, for example, Evelyn. I remember this happening in two. I believe she like starts to listen to more like hip hop and like starts to kind of get away from like the emo scene stuff, and it's like, oh, do I back out now? Do I? <laughs> So I like that there's actually like character growth and there's actually like you you toss a wrench in the the system of mm-hmm. emo boy's brain. Um, <laughs> and it's, it, it, like she has like I guess I'm trying to say like these characters don't seem like so one dimensional. There are actually like as we said like there are living characters and and the, yeah, yeah I really I, wanted to with all the games um, I've definitely tried to bring like a more of a sense of a realism to the games because I think that a lot of times interactive fiction and specifically like the dating sim genre can get very formulaic with their characters where you have like the sporty girl and you go up to her and you're like, Hey, I like sports. And they're like, plus one, you know? Um, and I think that's like, that's not at all how real life works. You know, like you can have relationships between people who are very different and contrasting, you know, in what they like and what they don't like, and they can work perfectly together. And you can also have, um, relationships with people that are the same, um, but I think it's more about how you act in different situations than necessarily your preferences. So I was trying to get those, that kind of thing in both Emily two and Emily three. Yeah. Nice. And of course, last night, as soon as like hip hop came up, I was like, yeah, of course I'll listen to hip hop. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Keep your punk playlist. It's okay, girl. Let's do this. Let's listen to Kid Cudi. It's fine. <laughs> you, uh, yeah. you mentioned earlier that, uh, when I asked you about like the, the physically typing out on the keyboard, that the first game was a, a game jam idea. That you were yeah. Coming about? Uh, yeah. So um, the first the first game came came about when uh, the Boston indie game, indie indie scene uh, does a thing every year called Indie Cabin, where we go up to New Hampshire for like a week and we just jam on stuff like our own personal projects or whatever. And a lot of like really cool stuff has come out of that um, space. And I, I lucked out when I had just graduated college of being invited to go to one, and that's where Emily's Way came out, or nice. the idea for it was formulated. Uh, what happened during that game jam that made you look at like social media and like aim as a base for, for a setting for a game? So, I, I mean, I was very green at the time. Like I had just gotten out of college. So I was surrounded by these, um, kind of Titans of the Boston game dev scene. And I was kind of like feeling kind of out of, you know, out of place. Um, so I was trying to, trying to think of something that I could make that felt very unique to me. Um, and not something that everybody could do. Um, and so I kind of went fishing in my own uh, personal experience for an idea. Um, and at the time, I was kind of the youngest kid at the in the scene. Um, and so, yeah, my connection with AIM kind of came up as like a, this might be a good idea. So I prototyped that. And the second that I added the AIM noises, the send and receive, everybody wanted to see what I was working on. Because like, that's such like a... <laughs> like a Pavlovian response. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Grew up on that, you know, hearing those noises being like, Oh, I need to go look at that. Right. Hearing a door so, close when someone's leaving. Like they're yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that was like the seed of like, Oh, maybe I have something here. Um, That's what cool. did that first prototype look like? It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it looked like Emily's way one kind of the interface, but there was like, it looked way more like, how it actually looks. So there was buttons all over the place and it really wasn't good. It was still not like pixel art style, but uh, it was, it was refined a lot before release. <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, uh, one of the, uh, our listener questions, John Scott asked like a follow-up to that. Um, is the goal, if you make more games to catch up with current social media, like, will there be a time and just thinking about it, it stresses me out. It's daunting, like a Twitter version of Emily's Away. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we already know this from the license agreement that it, the series <laughs> goes Emily's Away, Emily's Away 2, Emily's Away 3, Emily's Away 4D, Emily's Away Reloaded, Emily is Bay, which I absolutely fucking love, and <laughs> Emily's Away Tokyo Drift or No Escape. So we know that we know the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, the serious answer is that I think at some point I'm going to lose cultural relevancy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
because uh, I'm 28 now, and you know, putting myself as a teenager on TikTok, I have no idea oh. what the heck is <laughs> yeah. going on. Oh, wow, right? Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, I like the, I like the release schedule of like every every new one is is later, and I think that I, I have a personal connection to social media probably up until Twitter because mm-hmm. Twitter. It's like a whole different beast. Yeah. Instagram. I just joined yeah. Instagram like last year, and I, I don't even know what the heck's going on on TikTok. So, <laughs> but I'm TikTok's excited for very intimidating for young game devs to make their own, you know, you know, interface games based Absolutely. on Instagram or TikTok. I want to play those. I'm excited yeah. to see see that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a big thing. Like, I feel like, at least in like our circle, like in the indie dev game circle, like Emily's Away is a big fucking deal. Like. I know you don't think that, but like it is. And I can't wait to see like the next generation do a like I, I want to see what a TikTok game is. Yeah. yeah and I think as, as more and more people are growing up online and in, yeah. in on these interactive spaces, I think that that's going to start seeping more into who they are as a person. You know, like when we get nostalgic for the 80s, right? We're thinking about like malls or, you know, Stranger Things or that kind of stuff. Um, but when we get nostalgic for like the 2000s or the 2010s, like a lot of that happened online in virtual spaces so i'm excited to see uh young artists and how they're gonna bring that into their own creations and stuff yeah yeah and, and see their version of like youtube is just like drama and unboxing videos and not like yeah yeah it's stuff. a totally different thing yeah. now right too yeah, yeah. it is and content creators and granted we're attacking ourselves right here but sure yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah what- and like Oh, go ahead. Mike. Just real quick before we get off it, like, and I'm not fishing for questions or anything or fishing for an answer or anything. So I'll talk to myself here. I'm if you hypothetically make a fourth one and like it does hypothetically become Twitter or whatever, I'm so interested to see how the hell you pull that off <laughs> and like what the t- like the tweet structure looks like. If I am sliding into DMs, I'm so interested. You <laughs> don't have to respond to any of that, but I'm just <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, I want, I want to ask you about the creation of like your fake version of YouTube because it is perfect from my memory of what <laughs> YouTube used to be uh, down to like the comments down to like the what the layout used to look like for recommended videos or whatnot. How long did it take you to, to like recreate that look and feeling of this YouTube thing, which also like it. How long did that take as well? Because you click on the link and it opens up in my browser. So like that must have been a very long and, and arduous process. Yeah, I mean that that stuff to me is is super fun. I mean, I think through all my work you can tell that I really like old school interfaces. So yeah. getting to like open web archive and look at all these old videos and 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 figure out how that layout is gonna look. And then all the comments that are on all the videos are actual comments from two thousand eight. Oh, oh god, are cool. they? Yeah. Some of those comments, uh, man. <laughs> Holy I know. shit. Yeah. And it's kind of really interesting to look at old comments on YouTube videos because our vernacular online has changed so much in, you know, 10 years or whatever. It's really weird. Um, just the prevalence of different slang terms or just these crazy comments that today you'd be like, oh, that's like an eight, an eight year old wrote that by mistake, you know? Yeah. But that was probably like a, you know, a teenager back in the day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to do that. And Emily has, I think, over 200 videos on YouTube. So it was wow. not a short process. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the what is the tech behind like the interface? Like, is it because you know, it's on the browser? It is emilyisaway.com/slash whatever. Is it just like a portal on your own website that you built that's just opening up an interface and like the the videos are embedded on that website? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, so every every YouTube video, all of the other um, websites you can get to, like uh, uh, Moody Rain or those kind of things, those are all just different um, URLs that I host on my own website awesome. um, that have embedded YouTube videos or um, have you know fake IGN website. You know, depending on what you click. Nice. Oh man, I, I didn't find that fake IGN website. I gotta <laughs> get back to that. <laughs> Uh, you brought up Moody Rain. I is Moody Rain like a real? I'm assuming that's a real site, or is that something? You uh, yeah, Rainy Mood. I think is the real name. All right, so Moody Rain is you built. Yeah. <laughs> uh, playing, uh, going through Moody Rain last night while listening to Rise Against was very emotional for me. <laughs> for yeah. some reason, it yeah, I remember me being so hard. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, 15 or something, and listening to Rainy Mood, and like you know having a lot of teenager feels. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think that's something that a lot of. Uh, people my age did oh yeah 
absolutely. <laughs> Going back to uh, the first game real quick. I that I first heard of the game because this small YouTube channel called Kind of Funny did a Let's Play <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, and kind of like blew up. It's one of my favorite videos they've ever done and favorite thing so that good. they've playing through the series. What was it like seeing like a quote unquote, a major outlet play your game to completion, like on, and people really digging it. it. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And I, I owe so much of the game's success and my own life success to kind of funny and, and to other content creators and streamers that play the game. Um, it, it's, it's really crazy because the, the process of releasing a game is insane, right? You work for a year or more on this thing and then you release it, and then it's just out there. And like you cannot course correct it at all. Like mm-hmm. it's just gonna be out there. And I was lucky enough to have these a lot of people really connect with it and make content with it and kind of spread the word about it because you know, I'm just a solo developer. I can't afford a billboard or a Super Bowl ad or you know. Sure. Um, that'd be wild, you by the way. On a on a solo indie <laughs> salary, you can't do that. That's weird. Come that'd on. be wild. So really, I released like, away during the Super Bowl. Damn. Yeah. Cool. You got that. That's like the money. only way for us to get stuff out there. So it, it was insane. It's really like a proud dad kind of moment because <laughs> yeah. your video game's like your baby in a lot of ways. Uh, are you ever worried about like your games being out there streams or on like a YouTube video where since it is all narrative based, are you worried that everything's out there and, and people won't pick it up for themselves? I think I, I think that that's like a constant fear for a lot of game devs is that you know if people can just watch the game be played sure. then why would they? But my my personal stance on it is that it's great. You know it, it, even if even if someone just wants to watch it be played and, and never pick it up like they're still interacting with you know my work and like that's really what any game dev wants at the end of the day is just for people to play their games. So that's even great to me. Awesome. Um, because I think this, you get a lot of controversy that comes up with this with like, you know, Nintendo doesn't necessarily like people when they stream their games yeah. or that kind of stuff. And I think from a solo indie dev perspective, it's just like, hell yeah. Like if you want to stream it, go for it. If you want to put up a how-to video on how to get all the different endings in YouTube, like that's fine. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need that at some point for this one. <laughs> <laughs> So something with this one, which I really like the addition of, because I, I don't believe it's in the first two games. You do have, and again, this isn't really a spoiler, and we'll get more into it later. Um, you do actually like have the Until Dawn like branching path kind of thing, showing you mm-hmm. your choices. That wasn't in the first two, right? No, no. I like really that. dig that addition because now, like, I know how many endings there are, I know how many different choices there are, and I really want to hunt all of them down. Yeah, thanks. That that was like a I worked on that last week to be honest. Really? It was like a very late edition. Yeah. <laughs> Holy I shit. had just played um Detroit, uh, oh, which nice. is a great yeah. narrative game. And they have a similar kind of like statistics web thing going on. Um and so I basically just lifted <laughs> kind of how that works. Um but yeah, the the intent there is to make people realize that there's a lot more that's going on. Because this game is really big. Uh, and it might not even seem that way the first time you play it. There's like five different major endings and it was a lot of work. So I was trying to get incentivized different playthroughs and stuff. Nice. I, is this the biggest game? I, it feels like it is. Out of oh, three. for sure. It's yeah. bigger than two and one combined. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, just like based on mechanically how Face Nook works, it feels even I I still can't believe how you built this. <laughs> Even down to the point where, like, at some point in the game, I get into a poke war with Evelyn, mm-hmm. and goddamn, that feel it just feels so good. <laughs> it feels perfect, and like it just feels so again, like going back to like the authenticity and like how grounded it feels. Like I can't believe how every small little aspect feels perfect, down to the timing as well. Like every time a poke comes in, or every time like. There is like a point of conversation that like something like Matt says and all of a sudden there is an update to your wall that kind of like correlates to what Matt is talking about. Like the timing is beautiful. And like I think a big part of how it, why it's successful is the timing. Other, you know, content as well, of course, and like the meaning behind it. But like kudos, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, all, all the all the typing and all the deleting, that's all hand authored. That too. Like every like, single weight is like, uh, yeah, preset by me. So Hopefully that work pays off. Because <laughs> like even yeah, that too. The 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 I'll just use Evelyn as an example. Evelyn is typing, Evelyn is deleting. Like you get in your head like, 
oh, what did she just delete? What is she trying to say? And it's like, oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hard to like put into words how fucking brilliant it actually is. It's a, it's yeah. the same kind of feeling like when you're texting with somebody and the bubbles pop up and then they disappear. Like, oh no, what happened? Did right, I say exactly. something wrong? Yeah. It, it just it, it it's so it's a, a like a connecting thing that everyone has gone through. Uh, which yeah, and it's such a it's it's great too because you can use that as like such a like maybe people aren't feeling the conversation or they don't really care what's going on. But at the second you throw something in like that, like the other character is thinking about what they're saying, all of a sudden players are like, "Wait, what? Yeah, what's going on?" <laughs> You know, yeah. it makes you really perk up and focus and, and think about the narrative. And man, you attack people with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned Detroit with the inspiration for like the branching uh, path at the end. What are some other games that you draw inspiration from? I mean, so, so many things. Yeah. Um, the major inspiration for the, the series as a whole is definitely the Telltale games, um, as well as um, actual sunlight a game by uh, Will O'Neill, which is a, a really good narrative game. Um, he also has a game, uh, Little Red Lie, which is also a really good RPG maker narrative game. He's a great writer and someone that I definitely am inspired by. Uh, Night in the Woods is a clear inspiration as well. Yeah. Um, basically, all these just narrative games that really touched me like emotionally. Um, just kind of trying to make games that are of that caliber. Nice. Yeah, I mean that you kind of just touched on it, but Brandon, 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 uh, Spaven asked, "What is the inspiration behind these games?" Which you just kind of answered. Was it based on personal experience or experience from friends? Uh, also, big fan of the work. Can't wait to see what you release next. Brendan's <laughs> rushing you, so get on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brendan. Yeah, um, in terms of the narrative, my own personal experience has definitely yeah. played into my own, like the the entire story, as well as uh, personal experiences of friends and stuff. Um, when approaching this game, the fact that it's on Facebook, I knew I wanted to tell a story that was um, more about your entire friend group, because um, Emily is Away 1 and 2 really focus on your personal relationship with characters, which I think is what uh, AOL Instant Messenger was best for. But with Facebook, it's like, you know, uh, what's public? How are your friends interacting live behind your back? Or uh, how are your friends interacting with you privately and, and publicly? And so I really wanted to draw inspiration from that kind of something just popped in my mind also obviously this game the series is called emily's away was evelyn part of the narrative from the start or was it always just emily it was just emily so in the first one it's just emily um i think there's a character named emma who's like also a, a potential interest um yeah. and then in two is when emily and evelyn are uh, introduced together nice yeah, I like that you. I do like the choice of, or like the the conflicting choice of, like, oh, what am I going to go for? How uh, a big thing that this is a weird tie, but it kind of draws back to playing The Witcher Three and me trying to impress both Tess and the other one who I forgot, uh, and that choice like eventually fucks you over in the end, and like they screw you over, and it's like, ah, oh, how dare you cheat on me? <laughs> so I like that. Um, there is that like conflicting choice of like you know having to, having to choose and like having to deal with the consequences and mm -hmm. uh, yeah i think it works very well and i'm surprised to hear that it is mostly 50 50 because i would think that like be, the title being emily's away people would automatically be more drawn to emily yeah yeah i mean it's, it's pretty cool that it's it's 50 50 and that players really see can find themselves in each of them uh and get a preference and uh yeah, the, the major thing in, in three is obviously the party that you go to at the end of chapter one. That's like the major choice you make in that chapter. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to do that with Emily and Evelyn to kind of give the player a sense of the story belonging to them right at the beginning. Obviously, it's a ton of work because now I have two games, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. it brings in Emily and Evelyn. And I have to support both now. Um, but I really think that helps um, kind of sell that narrative immersion. Like this playthrough is your own and you can kind of go on this journey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have a good. Yeah, my I got comment. it. Uh, <laughs> we have a, another question from MC Wright. Um, what did you have fun messing around with the most, making this game unique and separating from the others? Um, probably all the additions of the Facebook interface. So um, mainly the photos was really fun to do. Um, really difficult because there's a lot of constraints there that I wanted to make sure 
uh, were kind of upheld. Like the characters are supposed to still be kind of pretty vague. Um, you need to be able to tell who's who. I'm not an artist. Uh, <laughs> all these different kind of considerations. But yeah, the photos were really fun to do because you can tell a lot from just photos. And obviously photos were a super important part of Facebook back in the day. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, Michael, if you don't have anything else, I want to dig into like small spoilers for three. Sure. Well, would you, so, would you like me to ter- take my headphones off? Cause I don't it's, I'll, I'll, it's mostly okay. going to be Evelyn stuff. That's fair. If I'll ask the, like, I'll, I'll make sure I don't spoil things for you. That's fair. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> listeners. If you haven't played Emily's away three, maybe end it here. Six com, all that stuff, whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, the deal. Look at the description. Kyle, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think it was before we started recording. Is, is there actually a way to get to, for a happy ending? <laughs> there is a couple's ending with both the characters. Um, I don't believe you. Because <laughs> I cannot be this terrible at relationships for three games straight. <laughs> I will say that each character is different and they have different endings. Um, and that's kind of defined by how you play through the game the first time. So mm. Emily's endings are different than Evelyn's endings. And depending on who you choose in your first playthrough, those subsets kind of change. Mm. So for uh, for listeners, and we discussed this a little earlier, um, I committed to Evelyn. Kyle, my Kyle, is committed to Emily. Yeah. So like, we're mostly going to be talking about the, the Evelyn stuff lightly because I'm sure some of the stuff probably intersects. Like, this, Is Steve part of Emily? Emily's uh, there is an analogous character. Oh, wow, so Emily. it's a different character. Yeah. Okay, so I, I could probably say this freely. Fuck Steve. What the fuck? <laughs> Just like, I'm sure Steve is fine, but you have to throw that fucking wrench in. Like, again, I'm not going into specifics for Kyle's sake, my Kyle. Um, but at some point, you get to a conversation, and like, I tried to, like, I was trusting Evelyn the whole time. It's like, Evelyn, you're cool. You're good. Don't worry. We're chill. Everything's great. But then you get to the last chapter. And she starts acting different, which also I love that it is kind of a parallel or it's like sort of a callback to uh, another situation that I can't say for Kyle's sake. Um, (laughs) So, like, I should have saw it coming, of course. But then you bring up choice number three is so this has nothing to do with Steve. And it's like, oh, do I want to hit it? (laughs) And of course... Because even though I was like, my heart was committed to just trusting her. I was like, oh, fuck it. I have to see. I have to know. Because like the wall posts are just so obvious. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't mm-hmm. believe it. And of course, like, so was that my downfall? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's okay. not your downfall. My downfall was earlier. <laughs> yeah. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Which it's super cool to look at the statistics of that. Because I think the ending that you're talking about is one that I think like 45% of players go to. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I think I could say this freely without fucking it up for my Kyle. I, I, Evelyn ended up wanting to take a break with me. Heartbreaking. And it was very somber, somber and sad. Yeah. <laughs> and what fucked me up the most during this entire playthrough, a big characteristic of Evelyn's like uh, dialogue is that she never wants to say goodbye because she doesn't believe in goodbyes. And I, I called it like right, like oh, I was like this asshole is going to say goodbye to me and it's going to destroy me and she's like bye mike and of course like you have the choices of bye deuces and i think peace i just i kept it deuces like i was trying to keep it open and then as soon as she said bye and she updates her status to um long live the memories we had i think oh Oh my god i hate you (laughs) (laughs) fucking destroyed me last night (laughs) how long how long does that writing process take to go through all these different options or whatnot. Like I can, as a non-writer, someone that doesn't enjoy writing. Cause I don't think I'm very good at it. What, uh, how daunting is that to go through and like figure out all the options or whatnot? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, that's, that's the bulk of what I've been doing the past three years is writing. Um, as also as a non-writer, I, I, I don't really consider myself a writer. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. And it, it, it's a very editor, iterative, iterative process too which is kind of cool like the moment you're talking about with the buys and stuff that was added like last month oh right God. and that's the thing that's in every single chapter but like you know as you go through and you play the game you say okay this isn't working here this isn't flowing here and it's almost like puzzle pieces you start moving around these different things um and then of course being that you get three choices with everything you say you always have to have three responses and then sometimes those break out into three 
more choices for the player and it kind of compounds into like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that stuff's, I mean, that that's pretty fun stuff. <laughs> it's, you, it's a lot, but you mentioned the stats of like what, what players are choosing. Are there any that you look at like, why are you choosing that? I threw that in there like as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, what's really been surprising to me is that that 80% of people go down this trusting route. Um, I think like 85% of people go down this trusting route and, um, that's honestly great because the the other options there are to kind of be like toxic and shitty, and most yeah. people aren't. And I was like, "Wow, great, good job!" You <laughs> That's know, awesome. like yeah, faith in humanity restored, right? <laughs> hey, humans aren't bad after all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, what I love also is that you make us commit once we make the selection. I saw you had a a, a quick back and forth with one of our friends, um, Je- Mr. Brawl. I forgot mm-hmm. Jeff. Mm-hmm. Rawls, Jeff, thank you. Um, how he was asking you, like, I think he made a choice that he like regretted instantly. And he asked <laughs> if, he wanted, if he could backtrack. I love that you can't backtrack. Cause as soon as I hit ask about Steve, I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like real life though. It is like, yeah. like you, it's part of that teenage high school angst that like, you don't have a filter. Like you're just going to say whatever. Like you don't know how to have a real conversation with another person. So I love that you just commit <laughs> and it sucks <laughs> and there's consequences. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I forgot what other complaints I had, but most of my complaints are going to spoil things for Kyle. They're good complaints. Just my own, my own downfall, <laughs> man. What a game. I can't wait to, uh, uh, so if people are listening to this, the week that this releases, I'm going to stream this on Thursday on our channel. Cause I want to play through it again on the Emily side. Cause that's just one. That's how I usually do it. I like to, Evelyn is my main like canon kind of playthrough, and then I like to play the Emily line just kind of like see everything. And I hate that. Also, another thing I hate, I hate that so, Emily becomes like what like twenty nine year old Mike like adores. Like listen to Manchester Orchestra and like <laughs> fucking rashes. Like, Fuck man, now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Where I love Manchester Orchestra. Anyways, by the way, thanks for calling oh, them okay. out. They're so good, dude. That that new record can't wait. I know, I know. I've seen them live like three or four times. They are so good live. I know. They're insane. Anyways, we have to have you on like just the main like bullshitting podcast so I can just talk to you about music. (laughs) Clearly, because we clearly have like the same like Warped Tour background and shit. Hell yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I wonder if I make the games just to show people 2008 music or not. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's the main goal. Oh, something I do want to shout out. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier. I love how early on in the game you are... Uh, your your friend Matt's like, oh, I need you to settle this oh. argument. <laughs> like, is this song good? And you click the link, and it's three hundred three, a band I have not thought of in forever. And instant smile on my face, like, oh my god! Instant bring it back to like that was so good. I, I love I love three hundred three too. Like, yeah. unironically, oh, yeah. <laughs> their first two albums are great. Do they shred? You know? Yeah, it's so good. Same same uh, like Warp Tour crew, right? Three hundred three yeah. and Manchester, like everything. Yeah. Senses fail. Hell yeah, dude. Was uh again not to get too into it because my Kyle is only in chapter one, but uh is is the three oh three stuff purely you? Like are you Matt <laughs> in that sense? Yeah, so Matt Matt is really based on a few best friends that I had in high school and some of my own music taste and stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean Matt's a re- like the really the cool addition for three for me from like a narrative standpoint. It's really good. Yeah, because he's like your best friend, and like he can kind of talk you through uh, different decisions you make, um, kind of like keep you on the rails almost, you know, mm-hmm. or influencing you. Like he was, yeah, with Evelyn Elise, he was hard on the Steve stuff. I was like, yeah, no, yeah. no, man, we're good. Don't worry. Yeah, but he's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it, it brings an interesting like because that's something we would all do. We would talk to our friends for advice. And like, as opposed to one and two, like where you feel really alone with your thoughts and you don't know what you should be doing. Like, at least you have like that kind of, uh, outlet crutch outlet, whatever. I can't think of the word, <laughs> uh, to really like have your back in sense. Yeah. And that yeah. is a brilliant character. I like, at some point I was like, can I date Matt? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of people have been asking that. And like, yeah, like, yeah, Matt, Matt is like the goat of the game. I think he's like the best. He's so good. Um, he's like the punching bag in the first chapter. And then he comes out to be like. Oh yeah, your best friend. I was very time. upset with him. It's like, oh, you choose, you choose yeah. which one. I know. <laughs> like, come on, man. Why is it on me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and like he's so likable and lovable. And there is a moment again. I don't want to go into specifics because I'm assuming this is a part of the Emily line as well that you could choose to go play video games with him. And like I didn't do that, but then that comes back at the end, and it's like fuck, I'm such a shitty friend. Yeah, and no matter yeah, no matter your decision in that moment, Matt, it will play video games with you. I know Matt has your back. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's got your boy, back, man. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that you use Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero yes. Three specifically, because Guitar Hero Three is again the goat that is, yeah that absolute is the jam yeah and that was huge in 2000 i remember having people over and we just play guitar hero like all night oh yeah dude yeah especially yeah. like three specifically it was high school for me was that time period Same. especially like when they did eventually add like can't be saved by senseless fail they they added dead by my comic romance like that was like the fucking game yeah for sure oh, that's so good god i just want to keep <laughs> but i have to hold back because of kyle <laughs> sorry oh kyle, my kyle play the goddamn <laughs> well kyle other kyle thank you so much for hanging out i appreciate you uh just on a personal level every time we see you at a convention at a pax anything like that you always welcome us with open arms it's always mm-hmm. a blast seeing you and hanging out and catching up for a bit and of course when we get to play the the demos for the new games it destroys me in the minutes <laughs> i get to play and you're always just a delight to talk to you're literally one, like legitimately one of my favorite human beings in the industry so I appreciate you taking the time today to hang out with us, chat a of bit. Course. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And, and same for you guys. Like I love seeing you guys at conventions and coming up and get to ruin your lives again. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we all got to experience the final game convention ever together. I know. It's I know. It's great. Yeah. Thank God it was like a month later and not a month before. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, right? Or we would that all would... be in the hospital. <laughs> well, it was pretty fucking terrifying. Was, so. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Purell. So much Purell. Dude, so much Purell. Dude, my hands were fucked. Yeah, same. Yeah. same. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was terrifying. If, yeah. Uh, yeah, if people wanted to uh, follow you on the, the interwebs, Kyle, where can they find you and where can they pick up Emily's Way 3? Uh, yeah, um, you can pick up Emily's Way 3 on Steam or Itch. Um, it's nine ninety nine. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Seeley 23, or you can follow games Twitter at Emmers 35. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Please buy these games. If you haven't played the series at all, like we, we didn't even like scratch the surface on like narrative stuff, even though it sounded like it, please play these games. <laughs> like, it's insane. Literally, and, and like on a personal level, and this is not me kissing your ass. This is my game of the year so far. It's so oh, man. Good. <laughs> well, thank Again, you. Because I'm an indie sad boy, but like, yeah. Anyways, I'm Mike at Mixtoundro. That's my Kyle at my Mr. K Step <laughs> at Mr. K Step. Uh, you can find all the six one indie content at six one indie.com. Follow us on Twitter at six one indie. Um, we had another conversation go up last week with Jed Shepard, the writer of Host and the writer and director of the upcoming horror FMV Ghost. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff in the works. Till then, goodbye. Thank you. Love Bye. you. Be safe. Wash your hands.